morning to each one of you. It's good to be here. In early September 1776, the Continental Army was enduring some of the darkest days it would ever encounter in the entire Revolutionary War. George Washington and his troops had just been soundly defeated in the Battle of Brooklyn and had just barely escaped annihilation during their retreat. It looked more and more likely that the Americans would have no choice but to abandon the strategically critical city of New York to the British Army. Desperate to find any sort of advantage he could use, Washington issued a call among his officers for a volunteer who would go behind enemy lines, undercover, in order to obtain intelligence on the size, strength, and intentions of the British Army. At first, no one stepped forward. Spying was thought to be among the most disgraceful and dishonorable activities a man could undertake. Then. Nathan Hale, a 21-year-old captain serving in an elite army group known as Knowlton's Rangers, stepped forward to volunteer. In a very short time, he was captured by the British Army. On September 22, 1776, at 21 years old, he was executed by hanging for being a spy. His last words ring through history as a hero of courage and bravery. I only regret that I have but one life to lose for my country. It's a story we've learned about in history. Um, we've heard about it and uh, took tremendous courage for this young man to serve as a spy, knowing, being told beforehand that it's a very dangerous job and there's a you know, chance that he, won't, uh, he, would be, he could be captured. A very dangerous mission, and yet, he, was, he had the courage to go do that um, and, and volunteer to such a position. And today we read many stories in history. One of those is George Washington. I don't know if you, I'm sure many, many of you remember the story of George Washington crossing the Delaware River, where uh, we read about he crossed in the, um, in the wintertime, December, Christmas Day, I believe it was. He crossed over, there was ice on the river, and there was storms, snow. And yet his men, he took his men on a mission, dangerous mission, to cross that river. Um, and in the end, defeating the army and dealing a major blow to the enemy. Um, and these are stories that are written in history books that we read about today of courage and bravery that these men um, undertook. Even more so, in the Bible, we read of stories of courage and bravery. Much more inspiring. Uh, we went through a week of summer Bible school. Each one, of those, each one of those stories, every evening, was a story of bravery and courage. And the theme, stand up for God. If I, if I wonder if this morning if I said theme like it was said, like Jim said it, if the children would still stand up. I don't know, but that was very good. Um, and each one of them stories, very inspiring. David took tremendous courage to stand up to a, to a Goliath all by himself. And the little slave girl and Naaman, the three men in the furnace, in the fiery furnace, extreme courage. Thinking just at home the other day, I was burning some stuff, big old fire there at home, just burning some trash. And I could barely get up close to the fire to add more stuff to it, it was that hot. Just thinking about uh, that, that hot fire that they were facing, to stand up for God took, took tremendous courage. Samuel, 
stand up against the kings and to speak out against the kings in his day. Just, uh, just wonderful. Courage, the strength in the face of pain or grief is a definition I came across. Strength in the face of pain. Mental or moral strength to resist opposition, danger, or hardship. Or the ability to do something difficult even when there's risk. So being able to press forward in the face of danger or difficulty or when there's risk, being able to, to do that is courage. What is the source of courage? Where does courage come from? We say sometimes, you know, he or she worked up the courage to do this or that, to go teach Sunday school or to preach. He worked up the courage to do it. And where, where does that source come from? I mean, there's courage, stories of courage throughout the Bible. Stories of courage that I just uh, mentioned in history, where, where people did major things that were risky, and, and uh, that courage came from somewhere. Thinking of um, Nathan Hale and George Washington, it was a love of country, the love of their country, faith in that, that gave them the courage to do that. And thinking of other Bible stories, where did David's courage come from? Well, we all know where his courage came from. It was through God, his faith in, his God, in, in God. And um, as I was thinking about David, the story of David, he, the many hours that he spent out um, tending his father's sheep, he would... Many, spent many hours, and being in the presence of God and listening to God and just um, spending that time uh, with God for, for the many years that he did all led up to that one moment when he stood before, before Goliath. And he could stand, he, he, all those years of, of being in the presence of God um, gave him the strength in that one moment to stand up against Goliath. And, and think of um, Christians who we read about in Martyr's Mirror, Christians who were persecuted, who, who went to the stake. Where does their courage come from? Where does that come from? It obviously comes from a close relationship to God. <clears throat> so what is a man that was not mentioned, that I did not mention this morning, that comes to your mind when you think of courage? A man in the Bible. Does anybody want to take a stab at it? That's who I'm going to talk about this morning. Okay, let's turn there. Joshua. Joshua chapter 1. <clears throat> Joshua is my hero of faith. Joshua is, is amazing. And I'll give you a little background to Joshua um, while you're turning there. Yes, he was a military leader. And yes, he carried out God's judgment on many enemies throughout um, the day. But he was used by God to rid the land of the evil and the filth that these, many of these nations had, had overcome. And he was used by God to build a name for God's chosen people, for the, for the Israelites. He was used to build a name for, as God's chosen people. Um, also, Joshua and Caleb were the only two people that, who left Egypt that entered the promised land out of over a million people. Just imagine that. A million people. And Joshua and Caleb are the only two that left Egypt that were still, that entered the promised land. He was a successor of Moses, born in Egypt. 
He lived 110 years. Um, so he lived 45 years before the exodus from Egypt. So we'd say that he was about 45 years old when they left Egypt. And he lived 40 years with Moses in the wilderness. And then he also lived another 25 years as the leader after Moses was gone as the leader of the Israelites. So 110 years old. And Joshua, thinking about, you know, he witnessed all the miracles that God performed in front of his people throughout the exodus um, from, from Egypt. Uh, the plagues, the frogs, the hailstorms, the river turning to red, the, water, the river turning to blood, the firstborn being killed. He witnessed all these miracles all the way through. And I believe his faith was being strengthened as a young man growing up and um, you know, through the time of the Exodus, he was watching God work and he was um, allowing that to strengthen his faith and was gonna be used later on in his life. So young people this morning and uh, young married men this morning, are you allowing your faith to be strengthened as you see the miracles that God is performing? And there is miracles. It may not be, you know, the water and the river turning to blood. It may not be as, as but there's, there's miracles. And so are you, are you allowing God, are you, are you allowing your faith to be strengthened as you see miracles um, happening that you will need later in life? And you look back on when your faith is tested and you'll, you'll look back on, on your life and see how God moved and how God worked in so many different ways. Joshua 1, let's go uh, read verses 1 to 9. Now after the death of Joshua, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then sh thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For I, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. And looking at verse 9 there, it's, it could be looked at as the theme verse. And it's a verse that is written on, on picture frames and, and even places where we go, um, sometimes in public, whatever. Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, for I, the Lord thy God, is with thee wherever thou goest. Just a tremendous verse. And, you know, God 
spoke this to, to Joshua here, and he mentioned three different times, just in this short paragraph, be strong and have a good courage. He mentioned it over and over to Joshua. God does not want a, want a bunch of fearful and weak men. He wants strong men, courageous men and women uh, for, for the Lord. And so when God says something, we better listen up. When he says something in his word, we better listen and take it and live it. Um, but when God says something three times in one paragraph, it's, it's emphasized. In fact, it's commanded in verse 9. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. And so he was instilling, wanting to instill into Joshua here, um, just to, to be strong, to be courageous throughout his life, because he was going to use Joshua in a big way, and we'll, we'll, we'll study that, we'll look into that here a little bit, little bit later. And verse 5, basically telling Joshua, no man is going to stand. No man's going to stand against you. And, and, and look, look how, how God, look how I helped the, uh, Moses and the people through um, as Moses was leading them. And, you know, never left them down. He never left the, his people down. <clears throat> and so... He's seen the direction that God took his people. He's seen that as he observed. And he knows now that God has a plan. And this here God is speaking directly to him as the new leader, probably for the first time, speaking this here right directly to, to Joshua. And I can't imagine how he felt. I'm sure he felt joy and excitement knowing that God was there you know, behind him every step of the way, and at the same time thinking of the responsibility that it meant for him to, um, to lead the, uh, his chosen people and to create a name for as God's chosen people. And verse 7 through 8, um, very interesting. As I was studying over what God is saying here to Joshua, be strong and courageous, and that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. And he goes on in verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but you are to meditate day and night. And you are to observe and do according to all that is written therein. And if you do that, your way will be prosperous, and you will have good success. So what's he talking about here? I believe he's talking about God's word, the law of Moses, which was given. That's, that's, what, they, that's what Joshua had to go by, the law of Moses. He had God's word. And it, it tells me how important it is, how important it was back then, the law of Moses, to God saying, basically, you need to meditate on this word day and night. You need to meditate constantly, and you need to have this word ingrained into your life and if you do that, you will be prosperous and you will have success. And, you know, it's, it's so important. I mean, we think, we think about today, yes, we have, and we talked about it in our Sunday school lesson today, where, you know, we're under the new covenant. Jesus Christ came, we're in a new covenant. But thinking about this here, it's, you know, we can still, we can still go, um, we can still study and learn, you know, God's, the Old Testament. It's still beneficial for us today. It's not like we need to throw the whole Old Testament away because I see God looking here or telling Joshua that it is so important that he takes God's law and studies it. And the same it is for us today. We need the word of God. We need to be in the word of God and studying it um, 
in order to be prosperous and to be um, have good success spiritually in our spiritual lives. <clears throat> and, and, and he mentions to observe and do all that is written therein. So it, it's, it's not just reading it, it's action, taking action, observe and do, living it out. Okay, I want to look uh, at a few character traits of Joshua that stand out to me. And um, I'm going to kind of briefly go through the book of Joshua this morning. Um, first of all, Joshua is a man of faith. Let's look at verse 10. Let's look at verse 10 and 11. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the, officers of the people, saying, Pass through the host and command the people, saying, Prepare you victuals. For within three days ye shall pass over this Jordan to go in and to possess the land, which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it. That's basically the first command that I see that Joshua, Joshua spoke that's recorded um, since, he was, uh, since he was the leader. The first command. And it's a command of faith, isn't it? I mean, for him to say, basically, we're going to go in, take over the land in three days, and God is going to give us the land. It's basically what he's saying. We're going to go in and take the land, and God's going to give it to us. And it takes, that, that took a lot of faith. I mean, for him to, 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 you know, all he experienced, if we look through the book of Joshua, we will see over and over again, victory after victory, the whole way from um, chapter 5 all the way back to, like, chapter 13, where overtaking nation after nation and king over king, king after king, and just to see the victories that, um, God gave to, the, the, to his people. But there was many, there was times where um, there was roadblocks in the way. And to think of all the roadblocks that, that, that he had to face and all the complaining of the, of the people uh, when things didn't go their way, they complained and, and over and over again. And discouragement, some, you know, many times where that, that I'm sure was, was um, in, in his life as well. Um, but Joshua held on to God's promises right there, that, he, that God told him he's going to be with them, and he's going to um, be, be with them the whole way, would never leave them nor forsake them. And so he, held, he, he was a man of faith, and um, he allowed um, his previous life, where he's seen God work over and over again through, the, through his people, um, he allowed, he used that um, in, the t in times where his faith was tested. And I want to go back to an, another time that I just want to look at, a, a time in, in Joshua's life. Um, turn to uh, uh, Joshua chapter 5, and I want to read verses 13 through 15. And it came to pass, when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. So this here, um, I was studying over this here, this um, event 
where Joshua seen this angel, and it, and it mentions that this angel was captain of the host of the Lord. So he was very superior in rank among the angels. I would probably say the leader of the angels, if there's something like that. I don't know much, doesn't say much about it, but he was captain of the host of the angels. And he came, timing here I think is very important. This was just, if you look right away in chapter 6, Jericho was overtaken. So this angel came to Joshua just before a major victory, Jericho. And he doesn't say why he's coming. He doesn't say anything about why he's here. He don't really even have a message to, to tell Joshua. He just says who he is, and he says, take off your shoes for you're standing on holy ground. Nothing is said about why he's there or anything. And I was just studying over that and look, thinking about that and... The only, the only thing I can conclude is God sent this angel to show Joshua, because if we see right in the next chapters, all the way down through, as I said before, chapter 6, you'll, you'll go into um, chapter 8, destroys Ai. Chapter 9, he attacks the southern kings. Chapter 10, there's a major victory there. Five kings are killed. Chapter 11, he attacks the northern, northern kings. Chapter 12, a list of the conquered kings. Just over and over again, God working through Joshua to, to take over um, nations. And the only, the, thing I, the only thing I can con conclude is that God wanted to, Joshua to understand and know that, yes, you may be victorious. You may be bold and courageous. You may be brave. You may go out and conquer nations. But you got to know where your strength comes from. Your strength, it, this is only possible because... I am giving you the strength to do this, to conquer. And he needed to understand that's where his strength came from. And as I think about Joshua, probably in future um, days and weeks ahead where they're on a major conquering spree, if you may call it, him laying down at night on his, with his head on his pillow, or maybe, I don't know if he had a pillow, probably had a, I don't know, whatever they used for pillows back then, sheep wool. When he laid down at night, he thought about um, this instance with the angel. After a victorious day of conquering and taking over, over other nations, he would lay down at night and think about this event where this angel came to him and said, loose your shoe off, take your shoe off because you're standing on holy ground. And he could remember that that is where his strength came from. It was only because... God allowed him to do that. And I think so many leaders today need that. So many leaders today will um, let it get to their head. And, you know, they may do big things and, and uh, big things for God or whatever, but they need, every, each one of us needs to remember that where our strength comes from. And God created each one of us um, to do what he wants us to do and gives us the strength. <clears throat> Secondly, first of all, we looked at he's a man of faith. Secondly, he's a man of prayer. And I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but there's different places through Joshua where it talks about Joshua praying and crying out to God for help. Uh, this time here in, ch in chapter 10, verses 12 to 14, he prayed for the sun to stand still. So that was a very interesting. We're not even going to take the time to get into that, but very interesting um, 
uh, event where Joshua prayed that the sun would stand still because they were facing an enemy and they needed more daylight. They needed more daylight to finish conquering this, this enemy. And it did. The sun stood still, the Bible says. And very powerful story. And then this, another time that I want to mention is in, in chapter 7, verses 6 to 11. Um, this was the, the time where they were defeated at, is, I believe it was Ai, with the sin of Achan. And they, they were um, on a conquering spree, and all of a sudden they were defeated. Something, something's going on. Something is not right here. And so Joshua cried out to God, what is going on here? And God said, there's sin in the camp. And so we all know the story of Achan, and I'm not going to get into that as well, but it's probably, I would say, the ugliest part of the book of Joshua. Not a very, not a very um, nice story at all. We know what happened. They took Achan, his sons and his daughters, his animals, his possessions, everything he had, took him out outside of the camp or wherever it was, and stoned them all. Stoned them all and burned them. And they built up a rock pile as a, as a remembrance. <clears throat> and so Joshua understood and seen here what God thinks, what God, um, how, how much God hates sin and hates sin in the camp. Thirdly, Joshua was a man of humility and sincerity. And one of the most striking um, things that I think of uh, thinking of him being a man of humility is serving under Moses for 40 years. He was Moses's assistant and basically it's, it mentions he was his minister here too in the, in the first part of Joshua. Thinking about um, him serving, never promoted, just serving under Moses for that amount of years and never asking to be promoted or wanting to be promoted or whatever um, just to, shows his his humility and service. <clears throat> and in, in, ja in Joshua 23, verse 14, I'm just going to quick uh, read over that here briefly. Um, 23, verse 14. And behold, this, this was Joshua's farewell address before he died. And behold, this day I'm going the way of all the earth. And ye know all, in all your hearts and in all your souls that not one thing hath failed of all the good things which the Lord hath which the Lord your God spake concerning you, all are come to pass unto you, and not one thing hath failed thereof. That's Joshua's farewell address. You know, God has been so faithful, and he's seen that throughout his whole life. God is so good, and you cannot deny that God is good. He, nobody could deny that. I mean, it was by the hardness of their hearts if they um, thought that or chose an, another way. But God has been so good, and... You know, that was, that was, that was Joshua's um, plea um, at his farewell address. Just look at what God has done. Look at what God has done for all, for all you people. And lastly, he was a man of courage. And Numbers, Numbers chapter 13, or 13 and 14, give an overview of, of or, or a, uh, um, an event of Joshua and verse or chapter 13 I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this again but I, I just want to look a little bit at this story um, it's the story of the spies that went to search the land and, and all the children here know that story I'm sure 
Um, there was 12 spies, there was 10 good spies, and or 10, sorry, 10 bad spies that gave a bad report, and then two good spies. And so they went in to spy the land here. Joshua was one of them. <clears throat> and we know the story. The 12 spies came back with a report of, yes, the, the grapes and the fruit is, is very plentiful and um, very good to eat. But there's giants, and we're like grasshoppers, and there's huge giants in the land, and we can't, we can't do it. And uh, in chapter 14, it says, And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept. So thinking about these people, um, the children of Israel, all night long crying and lifting up their voice. And Joshua, right away is in verse um, 6. Okay, before... Let me back up a little bit. It says, and the people in verse uh, 4, they, they wanted to make a captain. They wanted to make a new captain and return back to Egypt. They were so afraid of, of, of what was happening um, that they wanted to go back. They wanted to return back. And, and, and then it says in verse 6, Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jeph Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. They rent their clothes and... In, in verse 9 is a verse that I want each one of us to remember. And in fact, I have it highlighted in my Bible. Only re This is Joshua speaking after um, all that took place with the, the people wanting to go back. And here's Joshua stood up to speak. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. What kind of courage would it take to stand up and, and speak that against? Here it was, 10 to 2. 10 spies said, no, we can't do it. Joshua and Caleb were the only two that stood up and said, absolutely, we can do this. In the face of over a million people um, just discouraged and wanting to go back, here's Joshua stood up. What a tremendous verse. One of my favorite verses. Stood up and said, they, you know, their defense is departed from them. God is with us. Fear them not. We can do this. And just tremendous courage that it took Joshua to do that. He stood up alone and took, the, took courage. And he had his faith, faith in God. He's seen the salvation of the Lord. He's seen it firsthand in his whole life. <clears throat> and I believe this right here is why God used Joshua. That's why he used Joshua, because of, of his um, courage and bravery to stand up against opposition. And that's why Joshua is one of my heroes um, in the faith. Do you have courage like Joshua? In conclusion, I want to look at Joshua 24, verse 31. And this is proof right here, that Joshua was a good leader. Joshua 24, verse 31 says, And Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua, and all the days of the elders that overlived Joshua, and which had known all the works of the Lord that he had done for Israel. That is tremendous. Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua. And, and I can, you can look out ahead into the kings and into the, 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 the uh, books of the Bible after Joshua, and you can see how 
the Israelites flip-flopped back and forth, serving God, and then they went back to serve idols, and then they served God for a time and came back and served idols, one leader after the next. But Joshua, all the people, served the Lord all the days of Joshua, and even the elders that overlived Joshua. It goes to show what a, a godly leader, um, how powerful it is. And it's a result of a God-fearing leader, a God-fearing man who lived what he believed. He never backed down, and he, he traveled by faith. He traveled by faith, and um, he knew what he believed, and he knew God. He seen what God done, and he, he lived it. Now, I want to let this... Uh, let you with this verse this morning. Um, it's a verse that it is spoken by Joshua, and it's another verse that you probably have on your on a picture frame in your house. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's probably one of the most well-known verses in the Bible. But I ask you this morning, as we look at the life of Joshua, a man of faith, a man of prayer, a man of humility, and a man of courage. Is your life, is that you, is that your life, uh, man, woman, or child, this morning? And I encourage each one of you to be like Joshua. Joshua wasn't perfect. I mean, we didn't even get into his failures, which are not that many. You, there's not a whole lot of, of uh, Joshua's failures mentioned in the Bible. There was one time where he made a, a treaty with uh, a nation where, where they came and deceived him and then he made a treaty with that, with that nation and uh, one of his failures and um, but you know nobody is perfect um, but just to, um, to, to, to be like Joshua and um, just to be willing to stand up for the truth, to stand up for, for what's right, to have the courage um, um, to, and, and the faith to continue um, serving for Christ. And I believe that if we do, if, we, um, if, if you men are leaders um, like Joshua, I believe we can raise up a generation that serves the Lord. I believe we really can. And as Israel, looking as what Israel did, they, they served the Lord all the days of Joshua, and that is, that is so powerful. I'm going to leave you with a quote. Courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the determination to act despite its presence. It's not the absence of fear. There may be fear, but the determination to act despite its presence, the presence of fear. So God bless each one of you, and continue serving the Lord and... Um, serving him with courage and, and faith. So let's, let's pray. Father in heaven, we pause before you again today, and we just thank you for these Bible, um, for these men in the Bible uh, that we can look back and we can study and we can see how they lived and they had what they had to go by, um, how you led them through life. And we can learn so much from them. Lord, help us to be like, um, like Joshua, to um, go forth with courage and bravery and knowing that you're there. You said you will be. You'll be there to help us every step of the way and whatever we face in life. And um, just want to thank you for that, Lord. Help us to, to do that. Help us to be bold for you. And 
just thank you for each one here. Just pray for each one um, as we go uh, from here. Just help us this week to uh, live your word, to, to not just read your word, but to live it and, and do it and take action. And uh, we will be blessed for it. So just be with us as we go throughout this week. Just uh, help us to serve you faithfully. In your name I pray. Amen.